This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome to mission number 13 of the Galaxy Wars Podcast. We are your host, The Grays, and for this episode we are doing... A special throwback to 1963, more specifically November 23rd, as we tackle the pilot for the very first season of Doctor Who, to, entitled An Unearthly Child. Now, our Doctor, and the other characters that we will feature in this episode, is played by William Hartnell. We have Ian Chesterton, who is played by William Russell, Barbara Wright, who is played by Jacqueline Hill, and Carol Ann Ford, who is playing... Susan Foreman, our our main, pretty much our main character, yeah, Su- Susan Foreman, unearthly child. This was the very first time that I had seen this episode. I saw it in, in a, when I was just gobbling up all Doctor Who stuff and just to get to know it. Uh, I didn't really remember, but I, I saw it in, and we'll talk about uh, when it's it, every story has multiple episodes, and I saw this in its long format. Yeah, so we should preface this with this is the very first quarter of a four-part story. story. So if you want to watch it, we're going to give you the first quarter, and then you can make your own opinions for this episodes two, been, three, and four. There is a pilot episode. There is episode zero. Some people say that it was unaired, so that's why yeah, I didn't watch that I one. I couldn't find it. Right. I got it, but I got it through nefarious means. Okay. But this is basically the very first thing that they saw on TV. Um, this is the very first Doctor Who episode that yeah. was shown. Now, the the main question, and I'm not a history major like our Susan Foreman, <laughs> but when did color TV break ground? I th- it, well, it was definitely by now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in three years, it, on our side, we have Star Trek in uh, color, yeah. and you know the, the movies were in color. It, it has happened, but uh, yeah. So the reason why I'm asking that is this episode is in black and white, right? And, you know, uh, I'm okay with it. Yes. I'm guessing, I don't know how money was made or how it was thrown around back then, yeah. but I'm guessing it was uh, a, you know, this is the first thing like this, you know. It might be the very first. Oh, no, because uh, Lost in Space had already come yeah. out by then. So. No, it came, I think it came out around the same year, 63. Yeah. Or, yeah, 63. So, yeah, this was competing with Lost in Space, but this was... To your point, this was Great Britain's very first yeah. attempt at sci-fi, in my in my opinion, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that money was going to be, you know, it's kind of like you don't want to spend something that's unknown. And this is, a, I mean, I don't know how BBC worked back then. I think it still works the same way. The BBC, like, only allocates so much money for so many different things. And BBC is like, it owns everything. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, there, there's, there's other channels, obviously. But yeah, they're not good. When I was in Ireland, there were maybe there were four BBCs, and then everything else I watched was uh, infomercials, and yeah. I, I gravitated towards the BBC channels. Yeah, Watch like there's BBC. Dave or something, Dave TV and stuff like that. Yeah, because in Northern Ireland, it's all through British, yeah. through the uh, United Kingdom's uh, television broadcast, so it was all British television, and I was like, ooh, not a fan. Yeah, so I don't know, but I mean, we're talking... Jeez, uh, fifty-five years ago. Yeah, 
So I don't know how it was. It worked out that maybe this was, uh, you know, since it is the very first thing like this, maybe the production wasn't. It was more of it's kind of the same idea Doctor Who has now. It's not overproduced. Yeah. It just it's all story, and they throw in you know a few practical effects. Yeah, and I, I you know that's still how it is. So yeah, and for for this ep- this series being bla- this episode being black and white, it didn't really bother me because it gave me an old Twilight Zone kind of yeah. feel. It gave me an old like 1930s Godzilla or King Kong or. Uh, like the Bride of Frankenstein, those movies like that. It gave me those feelings, and I like those movies. So having a chance to kind of watch it now and a throwback, can really appreciate it. Yeah, and I don't know if it was remastered or if it was like the, the what I watched. I'm not sure if it was remastered or if it. Uh, this is how it was actually shown, but it looked good. Yeah, it, it was. Ju- it was just no color, but I mean, yours might have been remastered because, like, I there's a fog scene in the beginning. I couldn't make out a single word oh, really? of the version that I watched. Uh, like it was completely foggy and I was it's like they filled a whole studio with smoke <laughs> and I was like what does that sign say I still don't know what it says got to see bad British teeth on the doctor yeah oh my so, god that's the good... first thing I noticed about him it's like is he missing all of his front teeth I think so I was like his it looked like he had fangs it looked like yeah. he was a vampire I don't know if that was the thing but the episode kind of starts super psychedelic like with their opening where it's kind of like just like flashes of Smoke and fog. Yeah, and, um, the it was same. a great opening for 1963, yeah. and I'm I'm comparing it to other things. I think the opening was great, and the yeah. music was good. Same song. Yeah. yeah, essentially the same song, right? Yeah, they they just kind of did some tweaks to it currently, but I thought the opening was cool. It was it was psychedelic. It was good for the times. It was it was what I remember now. Right, like, getting into Doctor Who, and to be to put this into perspective, never thought I'd be covering this episode <laughs> ever, let alone five other Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> So and then next episodes we're gonna cover some Doctor Who, but yeah. as a spoiler alert. So the the opening is on a foggy London street, and we see an officer walking and patrolling. Right, that's yep. what I got out of it. Yeah. Because again, that part was super foggy. I didn't know if that was a human or a shadow, if it was a teacher, if it was a doctor, if it was an officer. But I saw the hat. The gates open, and you see the TARDIS. And it's our first look at the TARDIS. In 1963, uh, and it looks like a TARDIS in 2017. Yeah. Not it's so. the same exact yeah. box. Police in a box. Zooms in on the sign on the front. And then we go to uh, Cole Hill School. Yep. Where the students, some of the students, look like they're about 35 years old. Yeah. Our, our, this is a bunch of 15-year-old kids. There's no way. There's no, no way. Even it, uh, Susan... Uh, What's her name? The uh, Foreman. Uh, yes, Susan Foreman. The the unearthly child. They say she's fifteen. Yeah. Absolutely no way she's fifteen. And she's still alive now, seventy-seven years old. Really? Well, yeah. she did come back for the fifth Doctor. Yeah, and you know she is. She, I think her last credit was two thousand thirteen, and it was a Doctor Who thing. Oh, okay. And the only other person who's alive is the male teacher. Oh really? Ian Chesterton. He's ninety-two years old. Jesus Christ. So well, maybe she was then. Yeah, maybe I guess she was. Maybe she, she, I don't know. She didn't look 15. She looked about the same age as the teacher, you know, as if, did her friends. If only we could do math. Okay, what did she say? She was 77. Yeah, 77 in uh, today's time. Yeah, hold on. Any clicking you hear is going to be the, the calculator. The, this makes for riveting <laughs> podcast. Keep going, keep going. Well, while we're there, Susan Foreman seems to be the problem of the, 
of the episode because she's great at history, great at science, but she struggles in other areas. She thinks we're on the decimal system. She's got future thinking. So the, she would be. Uh, she would have to be sixty nine now. So at this time, she's twenty three. Okay. Well, she's seventy seven. Yeah, but if she was actually fifteen, she would oh, okay. be sixty nine. So she was twenty three when this took place. You, to go back to your point, you wish we could do math. That's where <laughs> I am. So Susan is great at history and science. Terrible <clears throat> at current, the present. So good. That she scares the teachers. Yeah, and the teacher is the main teacher. Our, our female teacher is very worried about Susan's family. Right. She's like, I went to see Susan and talk to her grandfather because your like, your granddaughter is too smart. But like right now, let's talk about like let's try to, to fit her into the 2017 society. She's really, really, she's brilliant at everything. Yeah. There's some social cues she doesn't get and some other, she'd be diagnosed with autism yep. at this point, right? I yeah. mean, like, they wouldn't really think anything about it and be like, okay, well, you know, she just. Yeah, you're right. She can read a book in a day on the French Revolution, ace a test, do an advanced science project, but when they ask you how much. Uh, a pound. How, yeah, how, how much many, pennies are in a dollar, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many, how many pennies are in a dollar, she wouldn't be able to tell you. Right. Or she would think that we're on the metric system or the decimal system. And she just wouldn't be able to do it. So, yeah, she would definitely be on the spectrum. Right. So, this wouldn't be as crazy to a teacher, but... Well, I don't know. Well, seen, yeah. You see some of these <laughs> teachers out there. No no, no shots to teachers, but some of the old ones, they don't really give yeah, a shit about the, well, their okay, students. Yeah, the older ones, sure. But the, And these ones are, I don't know, they're kind of over-concerned about... this. I mean, there's five students in the school. They're so concerned. They're driving... They want a driver... And what time it... They're, it's, they're it's stalking like, this child. And also... It's nighttime. Yeah. And they're, they're all at the... The children are still there. They A class just got let yeah. out. What time did they go to school till in England? It might be really bleak there. <laughs> it might be just like Alaska, 30 days of darkness, when it's just constantly just nighttime. But th- these teachers kind of... They're the... Are they the antagonists of this episode, or is the doctor? It turns out to be the doctor, but... Yeah, because th- These teachers are creepy at first. The, the doctor is super dickish. Yeah. Where these teachers are overly concerned because... You see the how... when we, We'll get to the doctor, but you see where all this... All the bad personality traits of the future doctors and the current yeah. the doctors that we've talked about. All those bad personality traits kind of started with this yeah, guy. He, he certainly paved the way. Yeah. Of, of being just... He might be on the spectrum. Because he, <laughs> he has no social skills whatsoever. Just down like that talks to you like you're special but so the teachers the main the main woman teacher she is super worried she wanted to go talk to the grandfather of young susan about this issue about not knowing currency uh currency and everything like that so she goes to the house and there's no home there's a junkyard so right. susan's address is an old abandoned junkyard so what does the teacher do she goes to ian the male teacher and says there's something wrong with susan and apparently, she only goes to see these two teachers. And yep. this goes two teachers for the five students. Ian says, well, yeah, there's, there's definitely a problem. She made me seem dumb in my class. Yeah. Like, I gave, her a, I gave her a science project, and she blew it away. She knew the answer before I even gave the equation. Yeah. So, at this point, like, you don't, you don't want to suspect time travel as a teacher because then you're, you're going to the asylum. But as a, as a viewer... I'm like, oh, she's the unearthly child. Right. Well, we are 
applying what we've known yeah through you know watching several doctor who's already saying okay well she's obviously not a human and whatever so would i know that uh on first watch probably not is she the first alien companion yeah cool Uh, is she the only she she's she's family as far as they're like she is the doctor's granddaughter as far as we're concerned yeah i don't think that changes but but she in today's society she'd be a companion right yeah so is she the only alien companion or would you consider like nardle uh nardle yeah no there's uh there's been other alien companions uh, okay yeah I, I, i'm trying to think of uh i know there there was uh there was like uh she wasn't she was like a from a less evolved planet and uh she one of those rhino people? No, no. But she was human. But she just wore like a fur bikini all the time, and that was that was it. So. All right, cool. So we'll address that episode next week. <laughs> but Susan, in in my mind, uh, well, let's go back to the teachers. The teachers, their main objective, the their mission in this episode is to follow Susan home and see where her address is. Yeah. To see where she goes. Super creepy. You're losing your your certificates and you're going to jail if in today's society yeah. as a teacher. They're staking out her. It turns out she lives in the junkyard, right? Yeah. Like you said, but they're staking out her junkyard to, to wait for her to get there. Staking out a 15 year old. Yeah. Not good. Not good for. I our mean, teachers. some people could say these teachers are going above and beyond what normal teachers would do. I think they've went way too far. Yeah, and I, all this is because she's very smart. Yeah. That that doesn't sound like a problem to me, but all right. So to me, Susan's kind of a weirdo. Yeah, she enjoys night walking, <laughs> reading books in a day, and loves the fog. Yeah. So 1963, she's emo. Yeah, she is. She, yeah, she's a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. She <laughs> loves the Raven. She loves everything darkness. So to me, she's kind of weird, but she seems and she gets a book from our our teacher Barbara Wright, and. It's from the French Revolution. Right. And she opens it up. I don't know if the teachers are still in there, but she goes, oh, that's not right. Right. And then by some some miracle, because if you didn't know it was the French Revolution, <laughs> they zoom right in on the title of the book. Dun, dun, dun. Next scene. Well, I, what I would like to know is how much was known about Doctor Who? Because these are all little tiny clues that eventually lead you to time travel. Yeah. Doctor Who being who he is and time travel. Which, do people at this point know that that's what this is about? Like, we're in the information age where you can't hide a secret for too long. No matter what, you have to tell somebody something or, you know, people get antsy and they go figure it out. Well, I don't think back then, I don't think back then they had no knowledge to this. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, was this was this a radio serial? Was it, you know, books? Was it, you know... How much did they know about what Doctor Who was going to be? Maybe before I th- was it strictly first a TV show? Then yeah, I believe this was this was it the very first of the Doctor Who, where it in fact the the character uh, William Hartnell plays on his credit list is Doctor Who. Oh really? Like that's his name. Um, so they this was it. You know this was he was the, the major Doctor Who. So I I feel like they're just kind of playing off that like who's on first kind of thing with the doctor who title like i'm a doctor but who are you yeah. so that's where they're getting doctor who or like who's the doctor it's like something like that that's just my right my interpretation of it but i feel like maybe they they kind of 
went on some radio serials and were like, coming next week, live yeah. on BBC One, Doctor Who, our very first sci-fi exp- uh, explorers exploration. Yeah, um, well, that's what I'm saying. It's there are certain parts of it. It's like you know, what did they know? What did they? Yeah, I think this was probably just this is what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, then we won't do it. And I think, I mean, they liked it. Right. So we got what 17, 18 seasons of it so far. <clears throat> Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, they're doing pretty well. But my mind is that if you didn't, if you're following along with where I'm at, I've already established that she's the time traveler. Yeah, well, yeah. Because she seems to be already have been there in the Revolutionary War. She already knows stuff about like the, the decimal system, which hadn't even been used yet, right. and all that stuff. So she's really, really uh, advanced super smart right susan being super smart in my mind is probably the worst companion worse than bill because she is not good at hiding her travels or her experiences based on like and this is the that french revolution thing is the very first uh, sample we got out of it or yeah well the usage of the what that's what that's what concerns them more than not knowing how many shillings go into a pound was like, what are you talking about decimal system? Yeah. What are you talking about this? What are you talking about? Yeah, so, she, there was a big thing about like the, the elements and yeah. like time and space and all that stuff. But yeah, how many, um, uh, uh, how many uh, uh, dimensions there are. Yeah. She knew five, up to five dimensions or something crazy like that. So. Yeah, and... At that point, like, where's the guidance counselor? <laughs> Instead of following him home, take him to a guidance counselor, and then we're good to go. Right. But they, they don't do it. They, they're they going to follow her home, and we get a cut screen, and boom, Susan appears again. Into the junkyard she goes. Right. And they're in their little, I'm assuming it's a, a Mini Cooper. Yeah. I think they all were. It right. was tiny. It was loud. Like, the doors clunked when you shut it. Yeah, so. and noise is going to be a huge factor in the upcoming right summary but our our barbara wright the, the female teacher is so reluctant to get she her whole mission was to go there but now her whole mission is oh i don't know what's going on i don't want to i don't want to follow her what if she's in danger like she, yeah. she doesn't want to know what's true and, and you know ian chesterfield's like what if she's meeting a boy yeah, but she is. Yeah, he says well she is 15 yeah I mean, it could be happening yeah no. and I'm, I'm a man who takes things as they come <laughs> so he do you think that there's some sexual tension between those two teachers at this moment he's hoping that she's meeting a boy so they can go back to his flat yeah well the next thing to do would be like well you know since this is cool it is late why don't you just uh i just stayed a night we'll have a yeah. nightcap i have some tea for you Bill I don't, and they do go on to become they like they are kidnapped by the doctor yeah in eventual episodes, but well, yeah, yeah they're re- they're returning characters. These guys yeah. are recurring. <clears throat> so, so who knows? They might. Uh, they do. They maybe, might. Season two, they get married. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, Work for we- Amy Pond and Rory. So. It's a wedding I wouldn't attend. Those two are not redeeming characters. So, as they take things as they come, they go into the junkyard, making so much noise. Mm. He drops the flashlight, which he calls a torch. Oh. They're gonna light a match. He says, "I can't light a match in here." They're moving things. They're shouting. The last thing you want to do if you're on a covert mission, yeah, well, is following a 15 year old, is to shout their name, yeah, well, in a junkyard. I get 
they're they're teachers. That needs to be, you know, maybe this is the right way they should be acting. So no, the right way they should be acting is at a desk <laughs> and not worrying what happens at the like where the kids go after school. As long as the kids are safe, that girl um, Susan's not coming home, be, uh, coming to school beat up, not at all, filthy. Nope. Like she's coming to school, very well done, smart. Yeah. Well, praise this girl. He, Put her on like into like Britain's Jeopardy. It. Well, they're like, well, she can't. I guess it's because she argues a lot about like these facts that aren't known yet. But well, she doesn't know how many pounds to a uh, or how many shillings to a pound. Well, tell her. Yeah. Tell her. And, okay, done. Yeah, fast track her into something she, history She could memorize a book in a night. You could just yeah. say, hey, man, there's whatever. Yeah. And I if, don't even know. And if you look at, like, you look at the perspective of a nerd today, she Susan would be a nerd. Yeah. Some nerds, you know, don't have social skills. No. They're very information-based, and they have really bad social skills. So if... That's what Susan is. Just fast track her, get her into college, and have her become a professional. Yeah, I, do some better, better stuff for the world. Yeah, it, that's why I said. I, I guess in 1963, this would have raised some alarm flags, but and neither of us were born around then, so we don't know if there was a big education crisis where they're trying to make these <laughs> teachers seem like heroes. Maybe the teachers were really bad over there, but they go into junkyard and they make too much noise, and then they find the TARDIS, and we have our "It's Alive" moment from Ian Chesterfield. Right, they he touch it, it yeah, and it's, it's vibrating. Okay. And he's like, it's alive. So what's he look for? The power outlet. It makes kind of sense. I yeah. mean, right? There should be some wires running to it. But then he says power through the floor. And this is a science teacher. Maybe this is the new the new, uh, the new, new police box. Where they, they dig tunnels and <laughs> trenches and they put it into an abandoned junkyard? Man, I, that's a lot. That's a stretch for me. <laughs> so coughing comes from the street. And out pops grandfather. Yeah. We don't know he's the doctor yet. We ha- we kind of think he is. We suspect that he is. But the grandfather, who is super confrontational, super dish- dickish, wants nothing to do with these teachers. Yeah. He's like, get the hell away from my junkyard. That's my police in the box. We hear Susan in the background yelling, Grandpa, Grandpa. And he's like playing it off. I don't think you. I think you heard things. You're seeing this police in the box. Yeah. You know, this is a junkyard. You guys are teachers. Get out. Then Susan ruins everything and opens the door. Yeah, like she she auto pops the yeah. door like it has a popper switch, yeah. like it's a Lamborghini. Uh, so and- you, you you hear three voices: a woman and two men. You're waiting for your grandfather. The last thing you want to do is open the door to your spaceship <clears throat> and let these three people right. in. Which she does. They she reveals the TARDIS. They all fall in. Where we get kind of bright lights, we finally get to see what the doctor's wearing. Very dapper. Yeah. Very bad teeth. And he reveals to him that it's a ship. Right. Which is summed up by Susan explaining what exactly TARDIS stands for. And she, she, we find out, if you listen to any of the other episodes, we've talked about the TARDIS in every episode just about. We find out that, uh, that you know, she made up the name the yeah. TARDIS. Like, she, it's her creation. And I'm I'm glad for that, and I I think that she just talks too much. <laughs> she, she just reveals everything, and the doctor the doctor reveals that he's from another planet right away. Yeah, he's like, you know, we're going back to our planet, like, we're, or we're, we're displaced from our planet, and we're amongst you people. And he refers to us people, the the humans, as savages. Like our minds are savage. Yeah. We have a savage mind, and honestly, no one takes offense to that. 
Well, he, Chesterfield has kind of a... Besides the TARDIS thing, which is crazy because it is bigger on the inside than the outside. Yeah. And he gives like some type of metaphor about, you know, how is this different than your TV? Yeah. So which you're I, in a third dimension. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And th- this TARDIS, the inside of the TARDIS kind of looks like a hospital. Yeah. There's bright lights. There's there's a weird statue. Maybe a coat rack. Yeah. Where but he doesn't put the coat on. He puts yeah. coat on a, a chair. Where do these people sleep? Well, there's rooms. That's what the... it's. There's rooms, and but they don't. They never. Rooms. They never ever ever show the rooms. I would love to see the rooms. They won't show the engine room. I don't. When, I would love to see what's in Nardle, Nardle's room. <laughs> like, what do you think's on the wall? Are there like posters of Rebel Wilson yeah. everywhere? <laughs> I would. Uh, Bill's room. I wouldn't want to see. Uh, Amy Pond's would be pretty cool. You're being gross. No, well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would not want to see uh, Bill's. No. I feel like that. Would, you just open it up and it'd be annoying already. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Bill, but we'll we'll get maybe we'll get you know what that's gonna be our first guest. Billy Piper's is all see through yeah. like t-shirts and stuff like that. And- Fine with that, <laughs> but we'll have Bill on the next episode. Pearl Mackey. Our our chances are getting less and less every episode. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> We're gonna have her. Uh, so they're displaced. There's kind of like an alpha moment between the Doctor and Ian Chesterfield. Yeah, they're struggling for position where you know the whole thing is. We're still concerned about your grand- granddaughter's safety. Grandfather's like, listen, I'm an alien. My daughter's an alien. We're just, we, we've stayed here too long. It's kind of like they're on witness protection because at one point you, you automatically blow it because you get too comfortable. And Susan got really comfortable. Yeah. I, and I also noticed like just because kind of the state of the world that we're in now, like uh, there's a mansplaining moment where he won't talk to... Um, Barbara. Yeah, he yeah. Do, he doesn't talk to the the old man doesn't talk to Barbara. Yeah, he explains did. the whole story to Ian. Like, and he's like, he grabs him and brings him over. Like, no, Barbara's right there. You can talk to yeah. him. But that's like now we would look, find that yeah, misogynistic. Yeah, but back then I guess it was just the way to do. Yeah, things. Barbara was not addressed in any of these no. scenes. She was just the background player for Susan <laughs> to talk to. Because it, you know, for for this, you got to just I don't know where where do you where does your allegiance lies? Do you feel that the teachers are right to? try and play like child protective services in this moment and take susan away do you think that the family's right like listen we're not from here so we don't well we don't follow your laws you know we don't know anything about this either yeah 1963 england i don't know anything about what was going on so maybe these are really good teachers well i can tell you what's not going on alien grandfathers keeping their daughters in junkyards <laughs> i don't think that's happening but what is the you know uh, what's the norm the I question guess? is yeah what what is the uh what's the reach of a teacher in 1963 england not this far well yeah i mean unless they're like homeschool teachers no but you know maybe this was their job maybe there wasn't guidance counselors maybe there wasn't truant officers like yeah maybe true. there wasn't you know child protectors maybe this is their first line or well or maybe they are going above and beyond and well, they you, were doing something great who knows but well and, i mean it turned out not so great but well based on their their school days if they're going until nighttime <laughs> the teachers see the children more than the family would right so maybe they're you're right maybe their extent is much deeper than i'm giving them credit for and i'm thinking there's a little clingy because i can't adjust to yeah I, 60s england yeah right now it seems weird yeah but. yeah Super they weird. went on a stakeout. Yeah, it gets you on a watch because, list. Yeah, because a girl was pretty smart. Yeah, but 
the doctor, we'll go back to the doctor. The doctor who tells Susan that, you know, they're not going to let, the, he's not going to let the teachers go. Because if the teachers get let go, they're going to run back to the police, which right. Ian wants to get to the police immediately. Like, we need to get the police. The doctor's like, no, no, there's no reason. And if you're going to get the police, I'll be right here. Which is code for, I'm going to get my police in the box <laughs> and we're going to get the hell out of here. So they don't, like, they just stumble in. And the, everyone thinks that Susan's crazy. Yeah. Still explaining, like, my grandfather's an alien. I'm an alien. See how smart I am. I love living in the 20th century, Grandpa, but you got to let them go. Doctor's like, no, we're not letting them go. They're snitches. And <laughs> snitches don't get stitches in, in 60s England. But they get kidnapped. Yeah, the doctor would have stitched them up real good. Susan wants to leave. She's like, I don't want to be an alien anymore. I want to live with the, the teacher. I want to stay in 20th century, probably live with the teachers. Right. Because that's cool. Yeah, I want to be the smartest person. I can I can adjust. and Which we've already found out she can't adjust. No, there's, she, yeah. There's no way for this young girl to adjust because she's already too advanced. The other four students in her class are too worried about gossiping and well, she's you know, just 20, staying she's 40. She's 23, 24 years old. She could probably become a teacher. Well, look at her, her <laughs> classmates. They're about 36. Those girls that were reading the, that gossip note yeah. in the first in the first scene, they had to be like 40. <laughs> I, the guy, I was like, look at those teachers passing notes. No, they're students. And, you know, we kind of prefaced with the actors and actresses that we were going to talk about. There were five credited actors and yeah. actress, actresses. So those three other people, <laughs> if there's nine people in the show and you don't get credited in the show, you, you got to be, that, that's got to be horrible. It's got to hurt. So on IMDb, just to, to show how far they, they stretch to get somebody on it. On IMDb, besides the four top characters we're talking about, they list Leslie Bates as a shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. And it's like uncredited. The police officer was uncredited. The other school girls were, and it's just like you can afford to give them whatever is it, uh, whatever many shillings are in a pound for their role as the shadow and school girl. But Susan wants to stay in the 20th century, so put yourself in Susan's shoes, Tom. Would you want to stay in the 20th century no. or go on space missions? Like, no. I, why, why, I, I guess this is what, if you factor it out, this is kind of like reenactment for her. She gets to... To be normal. Yeah. Well, or not even be normal. She gets to live in a... If you're immortal yeah. and you get to pick... I don't know why you picked 1963 England, apparently. No. But... Um, I, you know, it's like, why do people reenact the Civil War when yeah. we know what happened? Or why do people reenact anything? Yeah. And you're gonna, you're just going to see all your friends die. Yeah. You're going to see all your teachers die, and you're going to Benjamin Button it. You're not going to get right. older. You're just going to stay. Well, you're not going to Benjamin Button it, because you're not going to go back. Well, in this, you know, they, they, they do die, but then they come back, so it's yeah. meaningless. Yeah, so why, why, why put yourself through it? I would just, I would, as a nerd in me, I would just do the space travels. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I don't care about Sadie Hawkins dances. <laughs> I don't care about blood pudding. Yeah, and give a shit about that. To pick to be fifteen, and that's the worst time. Yeah, <laughs> like and there's three girls and two guys. <laughs> you're gonna be the odd person out because you're a smart weirdo mm-hmm. who likes the like ravens and fog walking. <laughs> like no one wants to walk in the dark with you to your junkyard house. It's a it's a so, rough so life for young Susan. Yeah. Well, I, this is another episode where I didn't feel sorry for anybody. Yeah. I think they wanted us to feel sorry for Susan because she's having like this internal struggle with, do I stay with my family or go and do my own thing? But 
I didn't feel. I was like, "You're making a shitty choice." Yeah, it looks like it's dark there all the time. <laughs> well, it is England. Yeah, it's probably raining. Yeah, why? Pick like Bali or yeah, somewhere else. Right. Well, nineteen. Well, pick America. Yeah. Florida. Florida could have, Miami could have been cool. Yeah, Miami could have been great. She could have been doing coke off of whatever, <laughs> anything she wanted. But, you know, 1963 England. You and I have never been to England. Have you been to England? No. Neither have I. It's on my list, but... Yeah, it's it's actually on my real short list, but... I, I would pick it now yeah. <laughs> just to, to visit, but I wouldn't want to stay there. So, the TARDIS starts moving. There's a really weird LSD cutscene. Yep. Where, I don't know if that's supposed to be smoke, if that's them launching it or blasting I think off. I well... TARDIS doesn't launch or blast off. It just disappears. And I think that's the the light shifting. And- okay, because that thing... That's, that's as far as my information goes. The thing pops up in the middle of the TARDIS. Yeah. This is so professional right now. The, the crystal thing. What is that? Is that the engine? It's its operating system, I think. is just saying it's operating. It's doing something. You never know. Because the, in- no, the engine is... Uh, I think we don't find this out until the new series. The engine is a, uh, it's a captured uh, black hole. It's okay. the engine of the TARDIS. Cool. And that's what it gives it uh, unlimited power. So that was like their GPS, their iOS. Yeah, it's, it's just a thing that... It, well, that's what we were saying is, what's their budget? It's yeah. not great, and the technology is not great. I feel like there was somebody in between there just pushing just it up. Just pushed it up. Just, okay. But they have to do something. And the way they get away with that is by making weird noises. Yeah. And oh, that one noise was the screeching ear of, piercing. Yeah. Well, that's been a kind of a thing for like, why does that happen? And it turns out it, that his had his TARDIS is broken. Yeah. And that's why it makes that noise. But so you you, you only your your options are limited. Yeah. Because well, back to the TARDIS being broken. That's what is the reason why they're displaced. Yeah. And, it, and they're stuck out. Oh, they can't go back, and they're st- it's stuck as a police box. And- yeah. So do you think like it just gives you the whole sense of that they're flying blind? Mm-hmm. Because the TARDIS ends up on a desert. Yeah. And you do see the shadow, and then it's credit. <laughs> yep. It's super credits, and it goes into episode two, part two, the Cave of Skulls. Yeah. First of all, super badass name, yep. Cave of Skulls. Um, we've watched the four parts of it. I think it's worth watching. Oh yeah, definitely. I no, think no, the, this storyline is really, really cool. You don't get enough of it. Like this isn't what we're talking about is only twenty five minutes yep. of basically character building, but two hours. Yeah, and it, yeah, it is just to introduce the characters. Then the story comes, and then it actually this whole uh, the way they did it is great because next next is the Dalek story. Yep, and that introduces their biggest enemy. So the way they did this story thing is really cool and. But this is played out over four weeks. Yeah. So this is what I was talking to you before about is I don't know if this would have grabbed my attention for the next week yeah. coming up. Yeah, because this was There a, must have been very limited options. Yeah, this was a tough this was a tough sell on this episode alone. So I mean I, I think they're getting by just on ideas. Yeah, like and, time travel idea. And no competition. Yeah. Like you said Galaxy Quest. I don't even know if Galaxy Quest was broadcasting in Great Britain. Not Galaxy Quest. That, get, I hope Galaxy Quest is broadcasting <laughs> in uh, Lost uh, in Space. Lost in Space, yeah. Uh, I also hope Galaxy Wars is broadcasting <laughs> in Great Britain, but I don't think uh, Lost in Space was broadcasting yet. Yeah, yet. I, who knows? Yeah, it probably wasn't. Because I but, think they get our stuff later. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think they always did up, up until now. I yeah. Mean, now it's way different, but 
I don't really think they had competition, or yeah. there wasn't. I mean, BBC probably wasn't airing any competition. Yeah, what else could have been going on? Like keeping up appearances, I, maybe Downton Abbey, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, Jack the Ripper shows maybe. I, there will always be a Jack the Ripper yeah. show. Yeah, so I, you know, but I, yeah, I don't. This one, this aired. November twenty third, twenty third, and it didn't play out. It wasn't finished until December night, fourteen December nineteen sixty three. So I could imagine over four weeks. They, I mean, this was it. I could imagine at the end of the episode, a voice comes on, and it's like that real like sixties broadcast. Yeah. Like, stay tuned for the next episode of right. Doctor Who, and the music plays and Cave of Skulls, and that's it. So, well, know. and probably up until recently. I mean, this is television, and if it was anything like American, not a lot of people still had televisions. Yeah. So this was probably a big deal. Yeah, people would come over to to the person who had a television's house right. or go down to the pub and watch it. And I wonder. Now this is all speculation, and just I guess, I wonder how long it took for not that episode to re-air. Oh, like, geez, was it yeah. you just watch it once? Because I don't think there were VCRs, and you couldn't. You're not VHS and this stuff. You're not recording it. So do you watch it once, and if you miss it, you you lose out. Yeah, I don't. Or know. is this going to be? Is this played every day until like that could have been like the beauty well, of it? Oh, that yeah. If they did something like that, that could have been. Yeah, they could have been hurting for content. So what we're going right. to do is we're going to play it every single day at the same time, so you can get it. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Is they just this was reoccurring content, and you were just beat every, over the head with it until every, everybody got a chance to see it. Yeah. You know, that's probably what it was. Yeah, you might have four channels and you get caught on this one because yeah. the other ones have commercials and their ratings go up. Yeah. I don't know, but you be the judge. You keep, you watch it. If you don't want to watch yeah. the first episode, you already watched it with us. <laughs> we, uh, we've actually, we've spent more time talking about it than it lasted. Twice, yeah. By, by almost double. So <laughs> Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. But, you know, I. I well, well, it's crazy to think about. What Doctor Who is? Doctor yeah. Who's been, you know, from 1963 to like 1990 something. It ran consecutively. Yep. I mean, they don't do a lot of episodes, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Back in the day, they were doing tons of episodes, yeah. and then it came back, and it's been a, a huge hit. Yeah, and what it seems like with the storylines being cut, like the episode seasons being cut into stories, it's the the very first of the miniseries. Yeah. So they did pave the way for today. They paved the way for great sci-fi because it's still going. And this was the first take of British sci-fi. Right. So, you know. And it's more character. It's yeah. it, it, the act there's no action. Yeah. There's no action. And and, for, and in like America you could you could see the difference here. Even back then, it was very action driven. Like yeah. everything, even Star Trek. Every episode had to have him banging a chick and beating up an alien. Yep. And this had neither. Yeah. And, and and that's what we were talking about when we first did our first episode is Doctor Who's never been sexualized. There's never been yeah. uh, like a, a sexual element to it. This has always been just about, you know, it's been characters and, and practical effects and yeah. stories. So. And that's why I love that American media hasn't adapted this. This has stayed pure. Yeah. And I love that because it would be very sexualized. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Do- everybody would want the doctor. He'd have groupies, and he would sleep with his companions, and it would, it'd be awful. Yeah. And it would be Mark Wahlberg or Will Smith. We already <laughs> talked about it. So, you know, I, I like Doctor Who. I never thought I'd say that. Uh, be- now the podcast, we've done, what, five, six episodes of it, yeah. and 
you know, we... Well, we intentionally picked this one. Yeah. This felt like the right time to do it. It's so. a perfect time for it because this is the origin of Doctor Who and what our next episode is going to do is going to be our, our very first of the history of something. And we're going to talk about the Time Lords. Well, that's what we were talking about before is we're, we're not... We're not changing much. What we're changing our format. We're going to randomly select a show that in in our list, and then we're going to spend some episodes hitting it all its big points. It's yeah. it's bad guys. It's good guys. It's monsters. It's aliens. Yeah, it's planets. And you know, it's you know, it's history. Yeah, so, you, you know the faces. You know the characters. You've heard us talk about it, but you might not know where they came, what they do, why they are so special, because we we've talked about we've hit some great episodes with characters and we've had some pretty poor episodes with really great characters like nog where we haven't had a chance to really explore into that character other than just the episode we were given so the next episode and the following episode will be two episodes of the history of the time lords so you'll know about the time lords and then we'll give you a hint uh talk about the evolution of the time lords who's played them who their companions have been what are the companions and what this sonic screwdriver really does and what the tardis really does and that's not to say uh that's not going to be our podcast. It's just Doctor Who. Yeah. Even though. We just started with Doctor Who. Yeah. Because I feel like we've, we've I, become a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> accidentally. Yeah. But there will be more. Yeah, we've got, we've got the whole year planned. So we're going yeah. to be taking trips to Asgard. We're going to talk about <laughs> Thor. We're going to do some Star Wars stuff. We're going to do some creature features that we're going to call it. We've got some good stuff coming up. Yep. All, all Galaxy Wars and sci-fi related. You will not hear us go into space I, with jason and i i hope to get to fan theories because i it's on that. they're actually my favorites and i've actually uh wrote like two big fan theories of my own here's a fan theory is decker a replicant yes all right you heard it here my first i think he is too it's going it's like when i first thought about it i said no my fan theory is and we'll talk about it when we get to it. Chief O'Brien from Star Trek is the most dangerous person in Star Trek. Oh, can't wait to hear it. Can't, I think Nog is because he almost made me want to kill myself in that one episode. But that's our Doctor Who, the origin of Doctor Who, the unearthly child. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Not my favorite Doctor Who episode, but I didn't think the very first 1963 no. rendition of Doctor Who would be my favorite. But we have some other cool, cool news. That I was telling you about, I got to go to New York Comic Con, and I took in a ton of sci-fi material that we should talk about. Star Trek Discovery, went to the panel, got to see the first 10 minutes of the episode that's going to air tonight. That's cool. It's still kicking ass. It was packed. It was in the theater of Madison Square Garden. So we put it in, every seat was was full. Uh, It was the only one in Madison Square Garden that I got an alert that said was full. (laughs) So everyone was like, you had... um, Michael Burnham's character was there, uh, Doug Jones was there, Jason Isaacs, the whole cast, even characters we haven't seen yet, uh, like the Wilson Reyes's character. And yeah, Jason Isaacs' character we haven't seen yet. Well, he was in episode three. Oh, uh, but I didn't watch episode. Three. Oh well, he's in there. Neither did I, and I, it was spoiled yeah. for me. But well, I knew that he he is the captain of the Discovery. Yeah, so. and he you're gonna like him because he's a completely different captain than okay, um, Giorgio. Totally different. Like, I got that based off of the 10 minutes that I saw. But they they said that they are coming back from the winter break. So it's not you're not going to get the, the first five episodes. They're successfully going to do a first full season. Oh, they're just going to run it straight, but they took a break. They took, they took a break. Um, they're also going to continue 
they think they're going to have a season two. And the discussion, basically, they were asked, a lot of, like, Alex Kurtzman was asked about how he adapted the show. And he, he said, first and foremost, let me tell you that I am a Trekkie. And he said he, went, he did not want to disgrace. Because even J.J. Abrams wasn't a Trekkie. Yeah. He was a Star Trek fan before he was a, you know, he just took the job. Yeah, well, he, Kurtzman went in and said, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. I want to evolve it. I want, we've, we've been known for diversity, so this season's going to have the first gay couple aboard the enterprise uh, for the discovery it's gonna it shows you the first female lead or not or female of color lead and they said that their whole thing is that they want to make sure the star star trek lore explains how they got to the original series okay so your, that's theory, your kinda, theory was right yeah that's what i wanted to happen eventually landing on the enterprise some way or well even as that timeline some way and make it look good yeah and they i mean every time they spoke they were getting collapsed and they, it was really weird because they showed the first 10 minutes of it and they prefaced it with, if you have your camera out, we will take your phone <laughs> and we will take your pre- your badge. Now, I went as press and I don't want to lose that. They said that they had people in night vision goggles. <laughs> they weren't lying because I was standing on the side and there's a guy standing next to me and he was a security guard, but he had the he had goggles on with red lights coming out of them. And they did take a couple of people's phone. It was crazy. Like wow. they thought it was just a veiled threat, and they really took people <laughs> out of there. So, Star Trek Discovery is still killing it. The Orville, which wasn't there, but the Orville still killing oh, it. Yeah. Uh, they're doing great. They it's still like it's still got this wobbly, you know, like emotional roller coaster. But maybe that's going to become a thing, and I, I kind of like. It. I still, I mean, I, I like. I've liked it since the beginning. But did I, you see I, the current episode? Yeah. Charlize Theron, dear God, I'm so glad to see her in there. So far, that's another had, huge name. That's yeah, we had, an Oscar name. We had Liam Neeson and yeah. Charlize Theron in it already, and they both were in that Million Ways to Die in the West, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So, so maybe he's pulling his strings. Yeah. Now, if he can get his ex-girlfriend Amelia Clark in there, I'm I'm gonna watch it every every night. Um, and then the last thing that I really got was um, got a little card from Stargate Origins. Got a chance to sit there and watch what they were doing and they're doing this thing called stargate command which is the official fan community celebrating all things stargate which gives you news updates and more you can get more access with to stargate with the all access pass which is a one-time fee of twenty dollars well i like stargate and so well this is what you get with the the stargate command pass you can stream the unlimited or the sorry the ultimate stargate library so all of them. All of them. Get behind-the-scenes hmm. access of their upcoming series, Star Trek, or Stargate Origins. Stream Stargate Origins before anyone else. Hmm. So you're going to get 100 minutes of Stargate Origins. It's, it's such a 10-minute episode. 10-10-minute ten ep, ten, ten episodes. Maybe they're gearing up for a movie. I can see. Maybe or, they're just, they need to lay, I don't know. Or maybe they're gearing I've up for a full nothing. season. I've, yeah, maybe. I, he- I haven't, besides this, I've never heard anything about it. Because my idea with this, when I first heard it, was maybe they're going to give you 10 characters. And each episode is an origin. That'd be all right. And then after that, if it hit, if people like it, they're going to go into production of a full but season with that cast. they did so much origin building and character building in Stargate SG-1. Every... You know, every year it was a new bad guy, new yeah. characters. They, they and they, you know, they traveled back and forth in time, different planets. So there was a lot of. So I don't know. Maybe who, this is discovery, like discovery, where maybe it's elite, a whole, yeah, it's a prologue, twenty years into the future. But yeah. if that is it, it came at a wrong time. 
yeah. because you, you're coming out with it, and people love Stargate, and that's what we we were talking about off air. But you have Star Trek coming back, yeah. and now you have the Orville, both of which are, I mean, from our minds, we're biased, but they're doing absolutely well. Yeah. So they're hoping to strike gold, and everybody's on the the sci-fi bandwagon since Star Wars came back. So they're like, hopefully this will do well. But you also receive an authentic digital edition of the Stargate Origins pilot script. Really? For 20 bucks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I wonder, because their library was either on Netflix or Hulu, one or the other, yeah. maybe both. They might have pulled it. Yeah, I wonder if they pulled it. Because well, I, I used to, uh, whenever I get bored, you know, just run through something I already yeah. know. I don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. I'd always turn, you know, that Star Wars or Star Trek one. But any stars? Yes. Anything Pretty much star? cover all the stars. Except for Babylon 5. <laughs> um, for Stargate Origins, there was really no date. So it just says coming soon. Uh, and the preface is that a new chapter and adventure with beloved, Ka- uh, beloved character Catherine Langford launching exclusively on Stargate Command later this year. So that's where you're going to get it Catherine from. Langford... If you you've never really you never watched no, it, right? Only the couple episodes that Momoa was in. Yeah, well, that's Atlantis. But Langford yeah. was from SG One. You had um, Daniel, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was one of the main characters. Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln in space. Uh, his so yeah, he was one of the main characters. That was uh, Catherine Langford was uh, like one of his mentors, and she's an archaeologist. This takes place like in the thirties, right? I think it takes place in like nineteen twenty six or something. Like yeah. That. So, um, how old is this Catherine Langford going to be? Well, in this, she's going to be young. So okay, so it's not going to be the in, same in, actress, obviously. No, but when it happened in Stargate, she was like ninety years old. Okay. Oh God. So I wonder. I haven't heard anything about this. I haven't either, and like I said, I'm a fan, but I haven't heard anything about Stargate in a long. Well, Stargate Universe. They had big plans, but they changed the tempo and the, the feel. It was. Stargate has always been kind of campy and upbeat. Yeah. Well, it wasn't always upbeat, but like it was, everybody thought that they were going to win in the end, okay. and, and it kind of did, went that direction. And the characters were, were funny and likable. I mean, Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver is in it. Everybody yeah. loves MacGyver. Um, so by the time it got to the universe, the universe was real dark. Then it only went three seasons. It didn't do well. It was getting canceled. They just ran it out because yeah. it's sci. It was on sci-fi. People didn't like it because it didn't have the same feel. I mean, I liked the idea of it being different, but it was not. Yeah, and Jason Momoa was on Atlantis. I really yeah. liked him, but love Jason Momoa. It just didn't feel the same, and it didn't. And it was a great. It was a, a real. I really liked the universe story. It was you know how they seeded the planets, how they. Traveled the universe and found out where they're going to put gates, but it just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't click. Yeah, maybe, maybe this will click because you know technology is better. Sci-fi is in up and not up and coming, but its resurgence is back. And this um, is kind of following the same line of this is a prequel to what was successful. Yeah, and so, so if you're on the fence, and it kind of seems like you're on the fence to get this all access, uh, Stargate Command. Well, if I get for 20 bucks, if I get access to the entire library and I get a script, that's cool. I like the scripts. Because I, I, I have a script to like all the Rockies and stuff. And I'd like to see what changes were yeah. made and how things were different. Is it one script for all? I think everybody's getting it. But for but all 20 episodes? It, no, it's digital. Yeah, it's It's fine. a digital edition of the, the Stargate origin script. 
Is so, it for, but I mean, if it, is it for... I think the pilot. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's for the pilot, so we're all going to get the pilot. If you're leery about paying the $20 fee, you have until May, 18, or May 15th, 2018. So that's, you know, you have, it's a while away, so if you want to... Is it going to be free? I don't think so. If so, if you're going to pay, you might as well pay for the premium. Yeah, right. Unless you're going to... Well, like, look at CBS All Access. Yeah. That's $10 if you don't want to watch commercials, $6. But I don't know how do. much I want to pay for 10, 10 minutes, unless it leads to season two, full one yeah. hour episodes, 45 minutes, whatever. Yeah, I'm like I'm on the fence because I don't know if this $20... Obviously, $20 isn't going to break the bank, but if it's only for 10 minute episodes and it doesn't lead to anything else that I can get by other means... Well, maybe this is what it is. Like, we'll put out these 10 10 minute episodes... If we don't make any money, we don't make a season yeah. two. I don't know. I feel like these could be just be streamed on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want it to go from $20 to, okay, we're doing a full season. It's $40, $50. Right. Uh, then I miss out and I, you know. Yeah. And for 20 bucks, I mean, that's fine. I can do 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could, yeah. Yeah. I will do something. Well, I did something else about Stargate. I entered a trip. I entered a chance <laughs> to win a trip to the set of Stargate Origins. Which is the winner and a friend will travel to Los Angeles, California for a VIP tour of the Stargate Origins set and meet and greet with the cast and their crew. That's cool. So I did it. Why not? Hopefully Galaxy Wars wins <laughs> so the Greys can go there and uh, get a chance to meet them. I also won a poster for Stargate Origins and the poster looked pretty cool. It's got a desert scene, there's a gate, and there's a woman walking through it. That top little corner. All right. So look forward to that. We'll probably do a preview episode of Stargate. Whenever we get a date, Stargate's one of those good ones. It's uh, it, we can do the history of the gates. It's really good, and I mean, you'll get to talk about your your man crush, Jason Momoa. Right. So I'm sure it's on your list of things to do. Yep. Anytime I can mention Stargate Atlantis, I can. Um, and that's pretty much it for I mean for the sci-fi news. I got to see uh, Mark Hamill from a long distance. I saw uh, Billy Piper from a very long distance, and uh, William Shatner. From a long distance, but there wasn't not there was a lot of superhero stuff there, uh, way way too much mermaid stuff. There was a big mermaid. Maybe because uh, there, when, when there's was... a show coming out called Siren. Oh really? On Freeform. <clears throat> Freeform. Freeform was taking over, as was Sci-Fi Channel. But Sci-Fi Channel wasn't promoting anything. That's weird. Really yeah, weird. It, it they were just weird give, yeah. They were giving away free shit. Huh. Free shirts, free bags. Which I got a bag. It's enormous. Uh, free popcorn. Well, what sci-fi have? It has... Uh, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah. All seven. But what was the other thing we watched? We Killjoys. Watched Killjoys. Which should... I mean, that would have been great to see them yeah. there. Um, if they, what else? they have um, Krypton coming out. Right. Which we're going to... We'll, we'll talk about Krypton a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because it's just... It's their, it's the planet stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's based... It's before the explosion of Krypton. Yeah. So it shows you how that worked. But yeah, that was, that was about it. I just wanted to share that. And then next week... You can hear uh, the Time Lords. Yep. But but in between now and next week, you need to follow us on all our social medias. We really need your help get, getting more followers and listeners. We're on uh, Twitter, uh, The Grays, T-H-E-G-R-Y-S. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Galaxy Wars Podcast. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud as the Galaxy Wars uh, Podcast. And like I said, if you want to give us a review and a rating, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Yep. You can live in infamy. And uh, that's it. So see ya. Tip.